See, I'm the only guy that talks numbers. I love this. Nobody else will even talk about it. Life's, I've said it's like a crazy basement. Hello, we're we are back. You um, are the one to always say. <laughs> I, don't, yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> no, I don't know why. Don't I away from me. Um, we uh we are back, and this this one will actually be posted in a timely manner. We have had so much strife with Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, very Taylor Swift bonus. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, getting all of our stuff uploaded it's a process but we are we are officially in business and know what's happening now so yeah. it's, a, it's a learning process thank you for growing with us you know sticking with us sticking with through us through the good times and the bad and the bad times and sickness and health I'm sure that is a like black sitcom theme song what from like the 70s whatever we just said right there it just like <laughs> sung <laughs> through the good times and the bad times through the, good times, through the, through the bad times we're actually writing the new theme song for the Proud Family. Oh, Destiny's yeah. Child was unavailable. <laughs> um, no, Kelly could not make it with their schedule. Okay, but you know that they're going to do it. You know that they're going to oh, make the new theme song. I mean, Beyonce's, Beyonce's been visible recently. I mean, how, how do you drop Homecoming and the Lion King soundtrack? Right, and you know movie? Kelly and Michelle are available. Exactly. She's, she's working. <laughs> Just watch out. Um, yes. That... I, do you think they're gonna re-record like the OG song or like do it? No, they, no, they're, they're gonna make something new. You think they, so? They're gonna make something new. I, I feel like it's gonna be a nice throwback, but they're gonna make something. New. It's gonna be incredible too. Well, we're talking about this as if like this is since this is the second time we brought Proud Family up, the new Proud Family. Up. Well, this is essential. <laughs> this is essential viewing. I mean, yeah. Invader Zim got a movie. Proud Family needs a needs a comeback. Kim Possible got one too. That's that was trash. I mean, we're not gonna talk about that though. D- did. I haven't actually watched that. Have people watched that? A couple people. Something happened. Okay. Yeah. I, I just yeah like, all this new Disney streaming, like um, they're like like Lizzie McGuire is getting revived or something like that. All this stuff that's like getting brought back. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to feel like happy about that or like deeply, profoundly sad. The only thing I want a <laughs> remake of or reboot is Zoe 101. Cause... Oh, because we didn't get a fin- we didn't finish it. Yeah. Because this country slut shamed Jamie Lynn Spears into oblivion. And it's like, come on. You got nine months. You guys can... Yeah, you, that's a hiatus. Like, that's a season hiatus. Just shoot chest up. We know you guys can do movie magic. Yeah, they did it on Friends like four times. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's sad. The The worst one that's coming is... It's called High School Musical, the musical, the TV show. That's... So it exists in a world in which the people on the show know High School Musical exists, and they are performing High School Musical at their high school. That's, that's too much. I don't, I don't know. That's too meta for kids. Walt Disney is rolling <laughs> in his grave. Walt Disney is doing the the all in this together dance in his grave. <laughs> I mean, it's gold plated though. He's making a lot of money though. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it's there's a lot of things that are coming that I'm I I'm gonna watch, but probably like cringe through. You have to. Yeah, you yeah. gotta you gotta support the younger you, the older you, the current you. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if we're if we're even gonna be here, that that's also also, also the um, Richard Linklater, the king of forty year movies, <laughs> announced another. Okay, did this happen with Boyhood? Did he like announce I'm making a movie ten for ten years? No, when that happened. No, it just. There, I remember just, just waking happen? up and there was a trailer. And the yeah. worst part was is that. That movie had like no press right. when it was first being announced. Yeah, right. Like it was just kind of just yeah. dropped, and then it got 
a lot of critical buzz and shit like that, you know, festivals, whatever. How do you announce a movie 20 years in advance? Like, right. I'm not telling anybody about this movie until, like, we are at least in, like, the three, four year mark. Right. Someone could die tomorrow. You're fucked. We don't even know if our planet's gonna be here when this movie drops. Yeah. And honestly, I, I'm i saying right now, I'm not watching it. Really? I mean, it's, it's Steven's Sondheim, so I, I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, like, how I, I hope often they're shooting. I want to know how often they're shooting. That's what I want to know. It should be every day. Because it's not like Boyhood where, like, it's going to be they're going to film each year. Because Mary Lee will roll along as, like, then young and then them older. Is that... Is that the... What if they do, like, a musical montage and they do a song from the show? I, I don't know the show well enough. Um, what if they do a song where, like, they literally just film over three years to show them kind of progressively getting older and it's just for that one thing? Honestly? It just feels very... Like, it feels so indulgent. It's, I don't it's gimmicky. Know. It's gimmicky. I, yeah. It's super I love. I love Beanie Feldstein... Jury's out on Ben Platt, but I, I'm, 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 I'm probably gonna see it if we're still here. And okay, so here's the other thing: is that you're also picking people who are moderate stars now. Yeah. It's like we might not even care in twenty, in, years. In 20 years. These people might have like put their foot in their mouths at some point. And also, this is a musical. Like, yeah, their voices are gonna get worse. No, I mean, but they're gonna be like forty. That's like the. That's like a. I feel like that's almost the prime for like singers in a way. That's fair. I mean, they'll be fine. It's also like not a very. It's not a super singy show. No word. Yeah, I mean, like it's fine. They'll be good. You know, I'm not. I, I'm like excited don't, about. Don't come it. to me for your musical uh, <laughs> breakdowns. I'm excited about it. I just. How am I supposed to be excited for the next twenty years? <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's working on something else. Too. Yeah, same. Like, this could not be your your ironclad financial security for the next twenty years. Yeah, no, not at all. No. Um, you God, got God bless you. I'm not watching a movie though, Richard. I will go back and watch Days Confused or something. I'm not watching this movie. I, I don't. I don't support it. I hope your computer your computer gets corrupted. I'm on the record for that. I think this is really fucking dumb. Kwame is on the record saying that Richard Linklater is a pussy ass bitch. Yeah, no, quote me on that. It was a pussy ass bitch. <laughs> yes. Hard stop. Period. Yeah. Yes. No, Richard Linklater is a pussy ass bitch. <laughs> um, speaking of, um, I didn't know that it would happen this way, but uh, <laughs> the death of Donald Trump happened this Sunday when Did Chrissy Teigen called <laughs> uh, him a pussy ass bitch. <laughs> oh, so um, way. Hell yeah. I'm assuming. Everybody, I'm assuming everybody heard about this. I don't know. I don't. I, basically, I don't have Twitter, so. basically, Donald um, took to Twitter to avoid his wife in the way that he does, and also to avoid the hordes of people coming at him <laughs> over that hurricane <laughs> shit that he is also trying to run away from. Right. Yeah, um, so Chrissy saw right through that shit, and just went on a rant against a lot of famous people. I don't even know, but Chrissy Teigen quote tweeted it and called him a pussy ass bitch. Um, <laughs> Respect to Chrissy. I, yeah, I, I guess. What do you think the, the legend household was like that night? I, I, probably like it is all the, all the time. They look like they're just having a great time eating, having sex with each other. Just kind of sliding around like cotton hay socks, like a marble yeah, floor. Yeah. Like a glass piano in the middle of the room. They look very happy. They must be. Yeah. They're both glowing all the time. They are all the time. John Legend has only said bad things about one person and it's R. Kelly. 
So he's just a happy person. R. Kelly and Donald Trump. And Donald Trump, yeah. Which, who converge at multiple points yeah. in badness. Damn. Um, Even face some of the same, uh, yeah. same offenses. I have, I have feelings about Chrissy Teigen. Just because, like, I think we all like to forget that she called Kumajane Wallace a cunt. Oh, like word. unironically, word. like this wasn't a joke. Like she called a literal eight-year-old girl a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I, which I think if she did now, we'd be like ah. But like she did it at a at a time in which, I, I what was the context for that? Because I mean, she right just, now I want to say that's funny, I don't but even I don't remember exactly what it was. It, she was basically that's saying funny. that Kumajane was like very arrogant. Oh, that's that's funny. I mean, some eight-year-olds are though, right? I want to see the footage. There is no excuse to call Nate. I, I, I want to see the footage. I know there's footage. <laughs> All right, Kwame is now team Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> oh my god. I would probably uh, call her a cunt for making the movie Annie, but I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, it was Beast of the Southern Wild Girl? Yes. Oh, that's her name. Fuck. Oh, damn. All right. Well, I already said it's on ink. Damn. I can play both sides. No, there's gray area to everything. I just have a problem because I think Donald Trump would also call Kimajani Walls a cunt. But I would also call Donald Trump a cunt. Yeah, but like everybody involved in this. <laughs> 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 Alright, so let, let's let's just all agree that we won't call each other cunts. Yeah. There we go. Sure. Let's do that. Um, anyway, That's funny, I also didn't know that Donald Trump was born six months after the death of Hitler. Which, Whoa. like, in terms of the ghost, in, the ghost realm, <laughs> I, I like to think that our energies are passed on after we, after we die, and I think that that's what happened. Also, I didn't know Everybody he was that kind of fucking right old. He was born in 1946. Now that... that that's that, actually that's, not that's that old. He looks that older. He looks very unhealthy. I mean, that, that's what I'm getting at, I guess. He, he, he is unhealthy. Yeah. He has no ass. <laughs> His ass is like all like... It's lit. Yeah, it's, it's lit. lit. <laughs> uh, pouring out for, for Donald Trump's yeah. ass, wherever the hell that went. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this week, yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about film festivals. Yeah, yeah. What they are, what they aren't, why you should care about them, why you shouldn't why you care shouldn't about care them. About. Um, we're talking about the Dave Chappelle special. Yeah. And we're talking about Adele Lim exiting uh, Crazy Rich Asians 2 um, over a pay dispute. Man, and week. then, of course, we're going to have this week's That Girl, which I'm very excited about my this oh. week. We haven't talked about ours. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we're saving that for the in the moment, so you're going to hear our true unedited thoughts. Yes. Um, awesome. So, uh, stay tuned. All right, All right so... I I am always obsessed with film festivals, but of course I am obsessed with movies, and so I I think that like Just they follow. naturally like I follow people and I am in the I'm I'm you know I'm in that realm, so I yeah. see them. But I feel like the general consensus is that people just kind of think they're red carpets because that's all like the general public really sees of oh, them. Uh, yeah, reads about them, I guess. Yeah. Right, film festivals. Pretty much, it's, it's just yeah, it's just an endless red carpet. Before I was into film, that's what I like was always like. Oh, that's that. Canis yeah. thing, <laughs> and there's Canos. beautiful people 
just yeah. walking into buildings. No actual yeah. movies being shown. It's yeah. Just, yeah, they're just gorgeous though. Yeah. Great dresses. And you went you went to Sundance. So you went kind of Sundance. got like a Sundance is really specific though, I feel like. That's it a is. very specific festival. I Maybe wish it's the most specific one. It is. Because it it's like it's in the tier of the biggest ones, but also it feel it looks and feels like it's a smaller one. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like it makes sense that it's just in such a snowy cold place because all they show is fucking documentaries there yeah, right. and a couple of other premieres so it's yeah. like if you, if you like snow you're gonna you're probably just gonna want to cuzzle up right and watch a fucking documentary yeah. yeah if you like whiskey sours and smoking cigarettes Sundance is for you yeah no. that was like kind of a loose Jimmy Buffett if you like pina coladas <laughs> but I could not get the exact syllables in there yeah sang by uh, Jeff Bridges that would be a nasty. Sung by Bradley song. Cooper's like whisper trachea bruise <laughs> from Star is Born. <laughs> that voice was annoying from Jump. As soon as I heard him do that, I was like, Dude, wow. in the trailer, I was like, oh. wow. <laughs> I, I, at some point, I'm going to end up shit talking to Star is Born, so I might as well start now. I fucking hated that movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Kwame called Kwame called A Star Is Born a Pussy Ass Pig. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Cooper's a cunt. <laughs> That's a fact. Um, um, yeah, film festivals. <laughs> I mean, they they really do matter, and I think that they matter in like a way that I wish more people knew about. But that yeah. would also imply that indie movies weren't indie movies, which they are, and that indie movies matter to the general public. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, this week is is Toronto International Film Festival, which is TIFF, which is the most important North American film festival for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out to Canada. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's the entire country. For your tiny city comparison. Um, (laughs) So, each of the festivals have kind of their own thing. I, I could speak generally on that, but not really. But I think what the confusing thing about festivals is that people see that like, for example, like La La Land premiered at TIFF. At yeah. But La La Land was like a very popular movie that like everyone saw. Yeah, and so by Damon Chazelle, yeah, who just won an Oscar. Yeah, it's kind of the question of like, what does it mean for a film to premiere there? Mm-hmm. And for a movie like La La Land, it really doesn't mean anything for them. But yeah. for like But it gets that buzz going. And yeah. I think another thing is is that I mean it it kind of gets you into Oscar talks. Yeah, right. Soon. That's what they are. Yeah, that's for what big movies. Is. It's about Oscar talk, yeah. and for smaller movies, it's for their film to get seen. To, to, yeah, distribution. Hopefully. Because for a, a festival, for like a small movie, that could mean their career starting and continuing, and like meeting people that will change their lives forever, mm-hmm. or like not. You know what I mean? Yeah. And mind you, a lot of these people, this isn't their first movie that they've gotten right. in. Um, they could have been through the uh, the short circuits. Um, they could have been through smaller festivals and, you know, like, it becomes a career at yeah. that point, just, like, trying to get into festivals and shit. So right. it's like, yeah, when you, when you, for, like, when you really hit it big and getting into, like, a, like a TIFF or a Venice or something and you're kind of a up-and-coming indie director, yeah, that's, yeah, that's big. Because I think it's, it's, it's interesting. There's, there's been a lot more of these kind of, like, mid-level, I guess what I would call mid-level indie films where they're, like, the big dogs of the indie world, where yeah. they're like almost not really indie anymore, but they are. Like I think the favorite recently was like a movie yeah, that a lot of people saw because of the people in it. But that yeah. movie was that. I mean, it's by a director who is like a very 
well-known guy who got his start at festivals exactly because yeah. he made indie films and mm-hmm. then kind of got a reputation same with tarantino yeah just the name uh, yeah and, and when you well. go to these movies, you see the the logos from the various festivals, you know, Venice and Berlin and yep. Cannes. But when you go see when you're when you're gonna go watch the Goldfinch or when you go see La La Land, they don't put like TIFF on their thing because that doesn't really mean anything for them at that point. Yeah, but it, and that but that does add a another layer when a lot of foreign directors that is something that kind of pops up. Yeah, like, they're marketing in America. Um, yeah, you have somebody like uh, Michel Hennigke. I feel like on his stuff, you'd probably still see like those indicators that it was at a festival yeah. or something like that. I feel like a lot of foreign directors still kind of flex that. Maybe that's just because American audiences just need something else besides their names to yeah, gravitate right. towards. Well, also, that's um, also the other thing, too, is it's like... It, a lot of this stuff is all about just like distribution in America. It's like in in Europe, I feel like all of the movies are kind of unless they're American films brought over to Europe, they're all kind of all indie films in a way. It's yeah. like they're all just kind of like funded from different governments. From di- if you go see a movie and it's like funded <laughs> like by like fifteen different, different countries, <laughs> whereas over here it's like Warner Brothers Warner produced Brothers. this, yeah. and you know that and that's it's. It just goes how capitalist we are. Yeah, it, I mean oh, it does. But God. I mean, but that's what the festival. That's what the festivals are for. I mean, yeah. like they on on paper and what they look like to people is just like these big fancy parties for big celebrities and big movies. But in actuality, they are places where like filmmakers that you think are big deals now got their start and yeah. had their movie shown because they're really competitive to get into. It's like you make a film and you submit to these festivals, and if they pick you, you're put in competition with. Maybe even, for example, Joker at the Venice Film Festival, yeah. which like doesn't seem fair. But if you're sitting in the same room and people who are going to watch Joker and distribute that in America and around the world are watching your film, that could be like huge for your career. Very and so true. that's where all these films are kind of like getting their start. And like, um, yeah, that's that's kind of why they matter. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even aside from the fact that. You know, you're have, you're you're being surrounded by a lot of bigger name people who are mostly um, operating within the Hollywood system, but having their stuff show at uh, at festivals. You you're also having to navigate the fact that the independent scene, while it is the wild west, it is also super insular. Yeah. Too. That's so it's true. like there are still hierarchies. Yeah. And shit. So I don't know. Like minus competition, you're also having to deal with other personalities, and and the thing about the indie scene is that I feel like it's not nearly as regulated, you know. Yeah. So you getting jerked, uh, even even before you get like a distribution deal is like uh, just be careful, you know. Read read your contracts and shit. <laughs> be careful who you trust. You know, yeah, and that's the thing too is it's like these independent. A lot of these movies that are being pr- shown at festivals, they're hoping that distributors will pick up their film and distribute it like some of these films are literally just like this isn't actually what happens probably but like a month ago the final cut was made there's not even a plan for this movie to be shown and it gets shown at a festival and then like some subsidiary of like warner brothers is like oh we want to we want to play this in like a hundred theaters yeah that's what can happen at a film festival for like a small movie Mm -hmm. whereas like or streaming yeah whereas like the goldfinch already has a production company, a distributing company, like, they're fine. You know what I mean? But for this, it could be, like, it could mean your film getting shown at these places. And so that's what it's... 
that's what it's for. It is red carpets and fun and stuff and, um, you know, a place for Harvey Weinstein to go and just hunt prey on people. It's literally the hunt. <laughs> oh, yuck. Um, but, I mean, it's, 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 big, it's big things for filmmakers. It's a big deal. Yeah. I wish they were more like less expensive to go to. I I would love to go to a film festival and just watch stuff that hasn't been shown. But. Movie yeah, movie theaters need to figure their shit out. And I'm happy that there's a lot of tech people working. You know, you have like AMC's fan uh, uh, subscription service here. Yeah, A list. AMC A list. Shout and out. And even the dude who originally was working with uh, Movie Pass, he's he's who is on. in hiding, by the way. <laughs> I mean, the, the other dude, the other dude who kind of got ousted from his position before those fucking psychopaths came through and came up with that ridiculous yeah. <laughs> marketing strategy. Oh my god, those dudes are nuts. I wonder um, if him and the Coney 2012 guy are brothers. <laughs> I've never felt more scammed than by t- Coney 2012 and Movie Pass. <laughs> Movie Pass. Uh, Coney didn't even ask for that. Coney, Coney was not asking for that type of attention. He, like, <laughs> leave him alone. Yeah, he was just trying to, you know, like, kidnap some kids. Yeah. <laughs> Word. But you know what Chrissy Teague would have to say about that. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Where are we at now? What's, what's next in the document? I don't know. Like, <laughs> anyway, if you... I, I really do think that it festivals should, should and could matter more because it means that like these films like The Goldfinch, like yeah. La La Land, these big movies that premiere they could have the same weight as these smaller movies if we decided to, like, give them that. Give them that weight, yeah. Um, because the other thing that's annoying about it is it's, like, it's the time when, like, critics go and they review all these movies before people who didn't see them, mm. which kind of feels disingenuine to me because it's, like... Yeah. I mean, I this movie hasn't even too. reached the people that it is for. Yeah. Because when you're a critic, you are not an audience member. I don't think you are. You're no, a critic. You're, you're not right. an audience member. And so it's, like... This movie isn't made for you. And this isn't me saying I don't support critics, because I do, but it feels weird to like have all of these very biased opinions about something exist before the people that it was made for have even seen it. Man, I think in a lot of ways though, excuse me, I feel like in a lot of ways filmmakers are writing for critics now. You know? Yeah, maybe, but I mean like I'm, I'm sure John Crowley isn't over Goldfinch, which got completely panned by the way but I don't but I don't know because it's like also movies will get completely loved by critics and then bomb you know what I mean yeah 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 yeah. it's like I don't really know why they would be if anything it could only be bad for them I don't necessarily know of a movie that got so well loved by critics that it then did well you know what I mean Mm. but I can't think of one that did so poorly because it got panned either like I don't I just don't know if critics like hold that much weight with audiences no, not anymore. Not really. Now when you can get real time feedback. Yeah. From other places. Yeah. You, know, you don't need some. Which is not me saying I'm Team Rotten Tomatoes. I'm definitely no, not. No, no, no. <laughs> also, don't read the reviews for Joker. You know, like just go watch the movie. They're saying this dude's gonna get an Oscar already. Can we chill the fuck out for a second? Like I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm pumped to see it. Yeah, what I think I'm hell? upset because when I first saw the very first teaser for it back, like. It, there was a teaser for it like a long time, a long like time a year ago. ago. Yeah, and I remember being so excited about it. And now there's this whole like conversation about like incel Twitter, like going crazy about it. But I'm like, they're, they're those people, those people are bad. 
all the time. Like, yeah. I don't necessarily know if Joker is, like, the thing that they're latching on to. It's just, like, the thing that we're seeing them latch on to, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. and I think the other thing is that I feel like a lot of the people in those corners were already, like, they're, they're always active, but for some reason, whenever movies like this pop, like, I'm sure they're, they were already having conversations about yeah. Joker. Yeah. Like, way before this movie started right. getting this. They were already stuff. idolizing this character. Exactly. He's like a, yeah. The unfortunate thing is just that media needs anything to make a story out of, and we're kind of getting into the points now where we're kind of almost like airing out some people's like special places like for yeah. them to just go do like if you're an incel go do that shit have at it um but, but, I am team don't be an incel <laughs> <laughs> I think incels are cunts I'll say it alright quote it from SPW incels are cunts <laughs> kick them all they're down right that's cool I will. Yeah, I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, yeah, it's, it's essentially just, like, festivals are this weird level of, like, half just pretentious garbage, but also very important for the industry. Yeah, and so it's, like, see what you want to see. Like, don't listen to critics. If you want to see something, go see it. Make your own opinion about it. But also, like, this is where some of, like, the up-and-coming directors that will matter a lot in, like, 10 years are getting their start. And so, like, you should go see things to support those people, even if critics might not necessarily have liked them. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. To find a, find a new director, follow their career, this is... It's always a cool thing to see the new upcoming people um, and kind of, you know, pick five or six. Yeah. See where they are next year. Yeah. You know, see if... See if they made something that kind of went under the radar, you know? Yeah. Just find somebody new to support, find a new artist to follow, you know? And if you are in, like, a bigger city, like, there's probably some... If you're in a city, it doesn't have to be big. There is probably some type of film festival going on. Like, it it might not be, like... I mean, it will not be some of the type of things that you are seeing. It's not going to be a film festival. Yeah, but it's still important to, like, support that there. You know what I mean? And I mean, if you're in New York, like, New York Film Festival tickets are $400 to see 10 screenings, which is, that's like not, that's not bad for how many you're seeing. It is, it is a lot, like, if that's like a big chunk of change, but like, some of these festivals, you can't even buy tickets to, like, they're not even to the public. So the fact that there are places that are offering, you know, I don't know, I thought, I thought about getting a New York Film Festival. If there's bundle yes. passes, are there yeah. bundles? I mean, it, it was like, it was ten screenings. I was like, that's not bad. Like, really that's honestly. like forty dollars a movie, which like for a festival, when you're seeing it, you know, I could have seen the favorite last year before anybody did. Yeah, and it, it's just a different environment. It, being around other cinephiles and just it, like it's it's a, it's it feels like a festival for nerds. Yeah, right. You know? but, right. Like, but it's not common. It's it's just like the quiet ones who just sit there and watch a fucking movie. Um, right. it's, it's a dope environment it's dope yeah. and the fact that there's everybody there is a creative in some regard to yeah. it. so it's like there's other writers walking around other directors and like I, when I was at Sundance I wasn't trying to network but it was it just felt but you could it, yeah I could but it, it, like it, it just felt it felt good to know that there were like there were that many other people yeah you know doing the same thing yeah that's cool but yeah so I mean I'm so profoundly upset that I'm not a TIFF because I'm I just want to go to Toronto. Festival. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to figure out a way that I can 
do New York Film Festival next year. Yeah. It did not happen this year, but I'm gonna I'm yeah, gonna I'm figure out a way that I can do that next year. Yeah, I mean maybe that's part of it is that instead of doing a vacation, we just kind of stay up. Yeah, yeah, right. And like Tribeca's here, but Tribeca, Tribeca I don't. I'm not. I'm not really interested. Tribeca's interesting. <laughs> Go New York though. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Go New York. You want to introduce Dave? Ah, <laughs> uh, Dave. Yeah. Uh, Dave. Dave, 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 Dave. The Dave in question is Mr. Chappelle. Dave, 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 Dave. <laughs> like, I love you, man, but we, we gotta talk about... We gotta talk about how you've been... How you've been popping up in the media recently. <laughs> how you've been showing up. Um, yeah, so Dave Chappelle recently had a new special called Sticks and Stones. Which is like, that sounds like a Charlie Kirk, Sean Hannity book. It was such a, it. It already just sounded kind of, like a come at me kind yeah, of like. Yeah, it's like whatever your posture. I'm not even. It's, it's gonna bounce off me, stick you. Yeah. Like I could, yeah. I don't know. It's confrontational by design, which kind of gives you an idea of like where he was coming from. Um, so I guess I might as well just get right into it. How are you feeling about this? Well, that's the other thing too. Is it's like. That title makes me think that he has this belief that everybody else is so um, ready to attack him. But what is he doing? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like he wants us to think that he is this like truly higher than both left and right, conservative, liberal. Uh, he thinks that he is more nuanced and and so objective that all of his takes are truly just takes and not affected by any of his personal biases and prejudices. Mm -hmm. But he thinks that we are all so common and dumb that we're just gonna throw sticks and stones at him. It's like, no, we have very valid issues with the way that you posture yourself. Yeah. Because like, that's the thing too, is it's like, when you do stand up, like, that is you. Like, you're not a character. Yeah. I don't think. At least, at least And like, if you are, you need to make that clear. Yeah. Yeah, in comedy is one of those things where it's like as a as a singer, as anything that's in the entertainment arts, you can change your name, right? You can do this, that, whatever. And if your name's on that, it's you. Yeah, and that, that I think that's part of what made things like Chris Brown and all of the things that he's been going through. I mean, even you know, post post Rihanna, you know, they've they've gone through whatever they've gone to reconciled. But I mean, he, he still does a lot of fuck shit, and. But, like, it's his name. So it's, like, whenever it's in the media, it's, like, his God-given name. Right? I think his name is Chris Brown. But at least it sounds like his fucking name. I don't know. Chris I'm not, not going to... I'm not going to fact-check myself on that. <laughs> um, yeah, with comedy, it's, like, yes, it's hard to... It's hard to finesse that disconnect from who you actually are and... Yeah. And well, that. but that's the thing is, like, I don't think there's a disconnect. It's, like, okay, so if you haven't watched it, it's just essentially, like... A hodgepodge of all of Dave Chappelle's most like hot button. hot button takes and jokes, and uh, of course, and like I, I think rightfully so. I mean, there are people who are upset by it and offended by it, and that makes sense because to me, it's like if you just like extracted one of those jokes and put it in your work environment, any of those jokes would be fireable. You know what I mean? It's like you just take like a joke the, that he makes. Is that, is that like, kind of a gauge for for? stand up now though and nowadays I mean or? I don't because that's the thing is it's like I think anything can be funny I think you can make a joke about anything that doesn't mean that I think any joke should be made at somebody's expense you know what I'm saying it's like 
I think that a joke can be made about anything, but I don't think that you should, I guess, is my, is my thought. Okay. You know? Yeah. Especially, especially when it is stand-up comedy and it is him and it's like this is essentially just some person we've chosen to go stand up there and explore their their opinions about things people ideas places mm -hmm. just through the lens of comedy but it's still his opinion it's still his take so yeah i guess is how i see it and do you do you see any any merit behind him kind of exposing his prejudice openly or did you, yeah, that, I mean, a... but yeah, but there's a difference between being like, I have this prejudice, and like, I have this prejudice, and here's my joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then not even giving those people, like, because then it's saying sticks and stones, so let me throw a stick at you, but this literal title of my special is, I don't give a fuck if you throw sticks and stones at me. Mm -hmm. Kind of. Yeah. He just, it feels like a privileged little kid who just wants to, like fuck with you but then when you fuck with them back he wants to cry and say that you're being too sensitive mm -hmm. I guess I don't know and that's my thing about it is it's like his takes and his ideas haven't evolved over time and I'm not necessarily saying that he as a person has to but it just like his comedy's stale he just sounds like like a sad old man who's just shouting at the wind yeah. you know what I mean like it doesn't it doesn't feel like an original or new yeah, he, he's not he's not nuancedly making fun of trans people. Yeah, he's just saying like the worst things you could say. You know, I mean, and that's that's always been that's always been his style, too. Yeah, is just to be as ridiculous as possible. And yeah, in two thousand three, you know, I mean, I think Chappelle's show still stands to this day, but it is kind of a relic of the past. And that real fucking in your face, like here's the joke, and like I'm gonna, I'm gonna present my nuances to you, kind of like open face a little bit. Yeah. So it's like it's it's clear. I don't know. That but that that, that version of shock humor, yeah, it really it doesn't it hasn't translated well in 2019. How much do you attribute that though to him leaving the public eye around like 2005, before yeah. before social media? Yeah really became what it is him resurfacing basically in the most concentrated hyperspeed time that we've seen so far and then just kind of dumping six specials at, on us in like the past year or two I mean like I don't that's the thing that's so upsetting to me about it is I think that Chappelle show was so special and so um and was like provocative and progressive in the best way it was like a black man talking about issues of race mm -hmm. was talking just very like brazenly about like white people being racist in in ways that white people hadn't heard before mm -hmm. you know like that's what Chappelle show was actually like wow we need this and now it doesn't feel like we need dave Chappelle because it doesn't mm -hmm. feel like we talked about this it's like if, if people from Fox News and Breitbart are, like, like upping your special and what you're saying in your special, like, what does that say, dude? You yeah. know? And I don't necessarily know if he, like, identifies with very progressive liberalism, but I sure hope to God he doesn't identify with that bullshit. And I don't think, I mean? I don't think he does. Either. Yeah, but, like, what does that say? You know what I mean? Like, what does that say when, like, people who, act, like, truly vehemently hate LGBTQ people 
are like a. It's like when fucking David Duke supports Donald Trump. Yeah. It's like what does that say? I mean, it's it's a it's a bad look. It, it it's a really bad look. And they wouldn't have yeah. done that to Chappelle show. Nobody from no. Fox News would have been no. like, yeah, we support the. Sh-. And so that's I guess what I'm saying is it's like. It felt like at one point he was taking a stand in a way and still had some bad takes, you know what I mean? Like, still had some bad opinions. But now it just feels fully like, uh, it just, how, how did, am I not supposed to see this as like you taking a stand for the wrong things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, as, I'm, I'm not, I'll, I'll, the only bail that I'll throw towards um, Dave Chappelle as far as like attracting, uh, the, the fucking swarms of disgusting people that just happen to gravitate towards that absurdist ideals yeah. that he was kind of presenting is that we're not really looking for them to understand art sure at all so That's it's fair. like if they happen to see their values in it just like how anybody can kind of just make anything work in their favor yeah like I'm not they're, they're dumb you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, you know? I mean they are they are dumb. I I agree with that. I don't know. I just it, for me it was just that like the special wasn't special. No, no, no. It just he, didn't like the jokes were like funny because Dave Chappelle's a funny person. Yeah, and, but it just like the takes were just like stale, and they stale. were just like okay. And that was the that was the biggest thing about it, and that's kind of the thing that I was hoping more people would have talked about is just the quality of the jokes yeah you know and I and, and that's something that really bothered me was that I feel like people were everything is so fucking divisive everything is so divisive um, you, you had the people who didn't like it and they were typically more liberal you had the people who loved it and they were typically you know more quote unquote the free thinkers you know, yeah right the fuck <laughs> uh, and it's like it was fine it was just fine. Can we just talk about, you know, the, the yeah. artistic merit of it first? Sure. You know? Like, I, I get it. I get it. He said some offensive things. He said offensive things before. People expect that from them. But, like, the jokes didn't land. Yeah. A lot of them. A lot of them. In, like, we talked about this before. Some of the best jokes aren't even being talked about. Yeah, like we're we're talking about some of the some of the worst parts of his material, which also happens to be some of the worst material that he's had in the past couple of years. But I also think that that's why it is so much more offensive is because the the jokes made about the people that are most um, uh, oppressed were the bad jokes, to where it just felt like I'm just making this joke so I can air my dirty thoughts and bad thoughts about these people. I mean, he's made he's made jokes about trans people before, and I feel like. Maybe that's to your point is that those jokes were talked about in some of his earlier specials um, in this last two year cycle, but they didn't get nearly as much press yeah. as this one. Well, because I think there's a way that you were... can make jokes about yeah. trans people that punch up and not down. Okay, so is, is that mostly. That's what I feel like it is. is, is it's like you can down. make, but I don't think that you can punch up about people that you view as below you. I just don't think you can. And that's what I think the problem is. You know, he punched up about Kevin Hart. He yeah. made jokes about Kevin Hart, but they punched up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, one of the best jokes was when he was talking about how um, Kevin Hart basically was like, I'm not going to apologize for 
I'm making these jokes 10 years ago, I'm not going to apologize. And then he was like, and then he went on a press tour apologizing for the next six months. Yeah. Which is clearly a joke about what Kevin Hart did, but it punched up. Yeah. It shows that he has a clear respect for him. But when he makes jokes about trans people, about gay people, about anybody in the LGBT community, or women, it just, it feels like these people are below me. Especially when it is so nondescript as to what he is talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of talking about, yeah, all right, I... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I get that. To that point. So, I don't know. I think it just felt... And then and then immediately on the tail of this was, like, last week. Um, I just thought it was so timely. The universe always presents us with just more proof of this. But, like, The Shop, there was that interview where <laughs> Lil Nas X was sat down with oh. people who have very, very, like, clear and obvious disdain for gay people and I don't know who produces that show and who allowed that to happen but uh, it just felt so I don't know it felt like we needed I want I want Dave Chappelle to watch that I wonder if he has watched it no, he has watched it he's for sure watched it um Kevin 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 Kevin, Kevin. I want to throw a dollhouse over Kevin Hart's head <laughs> god damn it he that's when he's a dollhouse thrown over their head <laughs> not your gay son uh, Jesus, Kevin. How do you think his son feels? Does he have children? I <laughs> hope not. Do you think he, he kind of kind of blew his son's spot up too? If his son actually turns out to be gay, yeah, yeah. right. That that kind of that kind of sucks, Kev. Kevin, 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 Kevin. You gotta stay on the news, man. It's been nonstop with you. You're trying to host the Oscars. I don't know a Kevin who can stay out of trouble. We have Kevin Hart, Kevin Spacey, Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Oh. I don't know a Kevin that is minding their business. <laughs> um, we're talking about um, HBO. It's HBO, right? Yeah, one of them. Right? Stars is a stars. Stars something. I don't know. They basically do this thing called the shop, where they it's like this barber shop setting, which they invite people on and just talk about hot button issues, which is just so fucking. Like I don't even know why we need that. I mean, it's on TV. What do you expect from something on TV? Yeah. Just trying to be hot button. Yeah, true. You're right. But there was this this bit where they were where Lil Nas X was talking about how he decided to come out, and all of the other men on the panel jumped down his throat about um, why why did you like why did why did that matter? Street people don't have to do like why did you? And that was kind of his point was he was like I wanted to be visible like there are people like me in this community like I wanted to be visible for them. Mm-hmm. And the way that Kevin Hart said well why why why. I can just hear abusive, manipulative men doing that to their spouses, their friends, when they know that the person they're speaking to is right, but they're gaslighting the fuck out of them. Because yeah. you know Kevin. Yeah, you know. You made a fucking joke about it. You know what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and it's so hard for them to be able to sort of play the that they're just kind of out of touch or whatever. Yeah. Like, there's no way that... The amount of gay people that Kevin must come into contact with every day, like there's, there's, there's no way that there isn't just like a hint of prejudice in that. You've heard it here first. If you have proof of Kevin Hart coming into close contact with gay people, let us let us know. We'd like to release that story first. Yeah, because I want to. I, I just want to know if I have to call Kevin a country. So don't quote me on it just yet. But if you can find some footage, anything, you know, send it send it our way. 
www.biglittleguys.com. Don't don't go there. That's that's porn. Yeah, that's gonna be porn. <laughs> Do you know whenever I this is a such a tangent. Whenever I'm about to upload an episode, I truly am like, is G Y S? Should it be spelled G I E S? <laughs> like like, pies, like a plural guys. of guys. Does that make sense? There's not even a word in which that makes sense, but just grammar in English is so fucking absurd that I'm like, shouldn't this not be a Y S? Dude. Like flies, like F L Y S. Isn't that F L I E S? Yeah, no, English is English is fucked. And that's why it's crazy that that people have the gall to look down at the black community. Y'all <laughs> fucked us up for that long and you expect us to know English that way. Say that. The fuck, man. <laughs> Kevin! You know why. <laughs> uh, I, I don't I didn't even they in this clip. That's been going around. You like barely see the other two guys. They're like, oh, they're they're trying to say. Oh, okay, yeah. I have no idea who their names are, but you you can tell that. Oh, George, what is it? George is fully perked. Right yeah, now. if you've been hearing snoring, it is the dog. Yeah, not, <laughs> not, not my stuff. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I just think there's so much like it, it's funny to me that um, these things kind of happen right after each other, and I don't get how these. People who are supposed to be viewing as, um, as these people are supposed to be viewing as like, um, I guess understanders or observers of culture, don't look inward and say, hmm, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. When like not, you know, not a minute after Kevin Hart was announced to be hosting the Oscars, it was found that he was being homophobic and then didn't want to apologize for it. How did he yeah. not think to himself then? Maybe I'm in the wrong. Yeah, it's a bad. How, how is Dave Chappelle not sitting here thinking? You know, maybe I, maybe I am, being way too awful to the wrong people. How is you know what I mean? It's like, I don't get how these people we're supposed to view them as these kind of like, like I said, observers of culture when they're actually the least aware people. It seems like. I mean, so my one of my my thing is is that I wouldn't have been watching the shop. I don't want to know what's happening on the show. Honestly, to me, like that, that feels like their space for them to, to do whatever the fuck they're doing. Yeah. My man, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's fucking dumb. It's dumb. Kevin, apologize this time, mean it, and just stop making shit for like two years. <laughs> Because you're real disconnected. You've been super rich. You've been super successful for the past however long. Just kind of give it a break. Go find yeah, yourself. Yeah, you can literally just shut up. Like, that's the yeah. thing. Is it's like the best apology sometimes, especially when your job is words, is to, like, stop saying things. Yeah, just stop. <laughs> and it's like, we we just felt bad for you after you fucked that car up. We know you're lying about that shit, too. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to make Jesse Smollett jokes. We know that isn't fucking you. We oh, know. Oh, God. Crazy. <laughs> How did nobody else in the car get hurt? He fucked. I, I didn't he even broke hear about this. Back. Really, I just heard that he, there was a car accident of some kind. Kevin Hart was in a car accident with two other people. Was the other person Jesse Smollett? That would be dope, though. That what an ending. What an ending that would have been. He got into a car accident in a convertible. Car got absolutely decimated. He broke his spine. He made it back to his house. And then called the police. And then called the ambulance. The other two people were fine. Let's. What? Yeah, that's some CSI bullshit right there. We gotta figure that out. I mean, you know, 
You guys, you guys can go pin up the strings in your own houses. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna get into it. I, I don't. It's, it just sounds fishy. That's all. Yeah, I, yeah. I, th- I, I guess the whole thing. I, it bothers me when people who whose job is words, comedians, actors, are not careful with them, and then are shocked when people are yeah. upset by that. And people are allowed to be upset when you put your name on something. And you say something that hurts them. That is just humanity. Yeah. If I come to Kwame's house and I say something rude to him, he is allowed to be upset by that. You're not. There's not all of a sudden this wall of like. There, there's not something that makes you not the same as us just because you're rich and famous and have a platform to say your shitty things. Mm. If you make a joke at someone's expense, there is going to be hell to pay for that. The thing that I was most bothered by. Dave's special was his discrediting of the Michael Jackson accusers. I just thought that mm-hmm. those those comments weren't even jokes. Yeah. They were not even like set up. There was not even a uh, a setup and a punchline. It was literally just like those kids are li- those dudes are lying, and they they he he basically implied that they should have been happy that <laughs> that, was fucked. that Michael Jackson abused them oh Um, fucking and like here here's here's the thing with michael jackson there are so many people who like say that those kids lied i see how people could look at their stories and say they lied i think they're telling the truth i fully believe that they're telling the truth i think michael jackson abused many children whatever at best michael jackson is a fucking weirdo because he (laughs) has verbally said that he has slept in the bed behind a locked door with literal ch- children. Yeah. So, like, at best, he's a fucking pervert. And at worst, he is a child molester. And I'm just a firm believer that if you're sleeping in a fucking bed with an eight-year-old, you're fucking that kid, too. Oh, no, yeah, like, you, you, yeah, you're not sleeping in a bed with somebody that you're not. No, no. no. And so I'm just kind of like, that part of the special to me was the most, like, um, painful, I guess thing to listen to because it was just like it wasn't even a joke i mean it, it, it was it, just like it honestly felt like it honestly felt like just a joke from fifth grade yeah yeah if yeah exactly and that's what the whole special felt like it just yeah. felt like some middle schooler just like cracking jokes at people's expense and it's like we're laughing because this is like uncomfortable <laughs> yeah and, and like we're, we're past the whole dane not dane cook but like the the Daniel Tosh just like shock humor forcing to laughing yeah. kind of phase of comedy I don't know. And like I said, like I think there is there is a way to make a joke about that situation. I just don't think that Dave Chappelle did it, and I don't necessarily know if he is the one to do it. You know. No. And so I don't know. Like I. This is, I fully believe the people who accuse Michael Jackson, and I'm sure there are people out there who were abused by him and have not said it. You know what uh, I mean? Mike, 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 was, a, Mike was a freak. Yeah, um, I, and, I, and I feel no qualm saying that. Like, I don't, I fully believe anybody who would accuse him of that because he has on record said that he has slept in the bed with them. And that to me is like already predatory and weird. That's enough for me to, for him to be like, to face consequences for that, you know? I mean, yeah. My, my only thing though is. It's like I hate talking about dead people's shit. It just feels dirty. Sure. You know? Well, and the other thing too about the, uh. the the 
um, the noise around the Dave Chappelle special is also a lot of people who also are the ones who are like, why do you always bring up identity? Why do you always bring up race? Why do you always bring up X, Y, and Z? But then they are upset when Dave Chappelle brings it up to make jokes about those people, and then they're upset. Does that make sense? No, what do you mean? It's like people who, people who never want to talk about race, who never want to talk about somebody's identity as a factor of harm in their life. But then when Dave Chappelle brings it up, oh, he's just, he's just free thinking. He should be allowed <laughs> to say what he wants to say. It's like people are not allowed to talk about their identities oh. unless it's at the expense of their identity. Yeah, I mean, people, and that's fucked up. Yeah, they'll always find some way of making somebody else's opinion back up their own. You know, as if it's as if it's well researched or something. It's like Dave Chappelle is not, he, he he's not a professor. Like he he didn't go to school for <laughs> for like human nature. He's just a dude making observations. Don't let his viewpoint guide you into like oh right see so guys we're on the right to now it's like just shut the fuck up if you think the joke is funny laugh at it if you don't think it's funny turn the shit off I think that's where I'm at with it like if, if you really don't support it then sure just don't support it with your money and we'll keep it pushing just like how we always do because this is 2019 we're not going to be talking about this next week I'm because gonna... because our president's going to do something actively racist yeah, he already did we're already not this is actually two weeks ago at this point place. yeah <laughs> Oh, yo, the, like the shit with the uh, Bahaman people and yeah. the ferry? Yo. Trump. <laughs> like, it's not like they're coming from Mexico. It's the Bahamas. <laughs> I get it, sure, maybe a couple gang members or drug dealers came over the boat, but uh, wouldn't you if your fucking house just lifted off the ground? I mean, my thing about his issues with criminals is it's like, the biggest lying thief manipulator is him. Or any rich person. Yeah, right. How do you think they got their money? Yeah, they right. stole all of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, these people are like literally dying. I, I guess I just don't understand the, the, the width of space between humanity and another person, I guess. It's like, I, I don't understand. It's, I mean, it's hate. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, and I guess that's probably why I should change my opinion on, uh, you know, if, if you're racist or homophobic, just keep it to yourself. Because it's like, yeah, now if you get some power, then you're going to keep all these brown people out. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, damn. Connect the dots, you know? <laughs> that's what life's all about. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I, I actually didn't see Crazy Rich Asians. I, I didn't read it. Um, it wasn't wasn't for me. It doesn't feel like it was for me. I'm just not a big like. I don't like rom coms. Yeah, I don't either. I don't. I don't. I used to, but yeah. I really don't like rom coms. Actually, not yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, a couple good ones, but yeah, it's not. I uh, I love Constance Wu because I love a dramatic. <laughs> I love a dramatic lady. <laughs> um, when she tweeted about being pissed. About, um... What's her fucking name? Fresh Off the Boat, right? That's a show she's on, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's in Hustlers, right? She's in Hustlers. Yeah. But when she tweeted about Fresh Off the Boat getting renewed for a sixth season, and she was pissed about it. Like, I know I'm supposed to be mad at that bitch, but I'm not. (laughs) Because we've all been there. Well, not really. We've not really all been there, but we've all gotten our work schedule and been like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) 
She just did it publicly with millions of followers. Yeah, it's like whenever, whenever I say some shit, people are like, "Wanna get the fuck over it?" <laughs> but um, uh, recently it was kind of brought to light that um, the Asian American female writer of the second installment of the series, her name's Adele Lim. It was revealed that she was going to be paid what, like eight hundred and seventy thousand dollars less than. Um, Peter Shirelli, who was yeah, something like also that. working on the film, something like that. Yeah. Um, and so she exited the the film over that that pay disparity, um, which just, I mean, brings to light a lot of uh, things that we've been talking about and things that have been happening recently in yeah. the industry and just in industries outside of film and entertainment um, of like pay disparity and gender parity and stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's. It's wild. It's wild, especially coming off the heels of that movie making as much money as it did yeah. um, and her being such a quintessential role in the first movie. Um, but I mean, she even said it herself that they kind of view her more, more as the, quote, like, soy sauce for it to try to give it, to make it feel more Asian. Um, right, it's like Peter Shirelli was the meal and she was the one that, quote, unquote, made it Asian. Yeah, that's it's wild, Especially since... Which also just, once again, shows no understanding of what writing a genuine, authentic person of that no. descent is. No, I mean, it, it, the movie... If you want it to be authentic, you have you, you have to find a way to make it genuinely authentic. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just, uh, just kind of using her like that wasn't the best way to do it either. But with all that being said, should she have been paid the same amount as him? Um, I don't know. I really don't know because I mean that's that's then that that's what sucks about all of this is that private negotiations were kind of you know they were forced to be brought out into the light um, whether that's a good or a bad thing it's really on them but and I know a lot of people have used this as ways to get more money because you kind of put the studio up against up into a corner because now they're publicly left out to dry. Um, I just don't know, like, so I think I'm team um, Amy Adams in this conversation. (laughs) Um, And what what I mean by that... What is he, is he in the middle? uh, There's, Amy Adams is always centric in my conversation points. Um, (laughs) What I mean by that is, so, there was, in the the very first big pay dispute kind of issue that happened in Hollywood that was brought to light was when it was, was with American Hustle, when Jennifer Lawrence and Amy Adams were not paid as much as, like, Bradley Cooper was. Um, and there was this whole press junket circuit where like Jennifer Lawrence was like, I deserve to be paid the same. I deserve to be paid the same, which I respect as an opinion. Amy Adams on the other hand was like, yeah, I mean, I think that I should be paid the same as people that I'm doing the same job as. But at the end of the day, like I'm a Hollywood actress and I'm getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to act. I care more about like women in like the farming industry who are not paid as much and are not paid as much to a point where they're not making a living wage. So I guess my thing is like... I think that Adele Lim absolutely should have backed out because that's fucked up that she was going to be making that much less. I am also like, girl, you're in a position to turn down $110,000? I'm not. Um, So, I think it's definitely like, Uh, she's going to be fine because she is like a seasoned vet writer, especially in TV, and that's where the pay dispute came from was that they were like, well, you're a TV writer, not a film writer, which is just so fucking bogus. Like, I, I don't buy that that's like 
qualifies them to give her that much less. But I and I don't think that Peter Shirelli is the is the antagonist here. I don't think that he should be paid less. I just think that she no. should have been paid way more. And if anything, it's just an example of how like writers, um, uh, writers are above the line. And so like yeah. she was gonna get profit sharing from the film, which was gonna make so much money. But I mean, it is just a thing where it's kind of like. We're talking about people who are making movies, and that's a job, and that is a real job, and I respect that as a real job. Mm-hmm. But it's like, girl, that's so much money. Like, that's and, a lot of money. and I don't know. Like, I also don't think she's the antagonist. Like, I think she made. I think she made the yeah, right choice. Yeah, that's just a good choice for your business. Yeah, I think yeah. she made the right choice for herself. It's just kind of like one of those things where it's like, I, I'm t- once again teammate Amy Adams. It's like I want to <laughs> figure out like who's working and like the fields of Nebraska and not making as much as their, exactly. you know, like exactly. people exactly. who actually can't live off of the wage that they are being unfairly paid, if that makes sense, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's like this, this is all entertainment business, yeah. you know? Um, which does matter and which, and, and, and the fact that she's being paid less is a problem, it's a problem. and it's sexist yes. and it's fucked up. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. She could, yeah, yes. I mean, it's always been fucked up. And I honestly, in the end of the day, I kind of feel like the agents should have done better on that too. I don't know. I don't know who's representing I, her. Yeah, that's something where we're, we don't, I guess I'm not really sure because it's like, it just kind of feels like everything in Hollywood is negotiable. So it's like, yeah. is there actually some list where it's like, if you are a TV writer working on your first feature, this is your base pay. Like, is there some no. level of like WGA like minimum for that? I don't, I guess I don't know. Yeah. And I, I mean, and, and I'm sure the reason why she backed up, like there, there's so much that we don't know. It's like, did know? they even come to Peter Shirelli with the WGA minimum? Or yeah. did they just automatically come to him and be like, okay, 800, here's 800,000. And he was like, no, no, 1.2. Yeah. yeah. And did they come to her with the WGA minimum and she had to like bump it up? Who knows? 50,000, you know? I think that's my question. That's what, it's never going to be really that it also just comes to it's true that this whole idea of like diversity matters on all levels of the equation you know like it's great that we have diversity in the writer's room it's great that we have diversity on screen but if the people who are passing the money are still the same old white men it's not going to be different mm-hmm. you know it's not going to it's it, with the NFL it's not going to be different until not all the people who own all the teams and are all of the the leaders of the NFL are not all white men. It's not going to be different in the music industry until not all of the heads of that, you know? It's like, we, gen, like gender and racial diversity matter, but yeah. they matter in every single room in those industries. And if the people at the top are not, then like it's not gonna be different, you know? Yeah, and that's true. And I hate that there's, I hate that we have two sad Adele's right now. Two set Adele's? Yeah, oh, Adele got divorced, and so she's writing a- another album right now. Fuck, what's this one, 27? Where's she at, 29? I don't know. I don't know, I gotta, I gotta... I hate a sad Adele, that is... That's such a beautiful... Call that home, girl. That's such a beautifully dotty name to be <laughs> sad. I know, it's just like, like a doily. Yeah, yeah, it's very, um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's just... <laughs> Pinky out, Adele. All right, so it's time for the third installment of this week's That Girl. Oh, um, that's I, I, I truly do look forward to this every week, yeah. and it's it's very often that I will um, have multiple that I go through each week before I actually land on one. Man, you sound excited. 
I am. I mean, you you go first. No, you go no, first. No, you go first. No, you go first. <laughs> no, you go first. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> there he is. He's ready. Okay, so um, this probably doesn't matter to most people, I guess, or a lot of people. Um, but um, All right, I'll go first. <laughs> so mine is Jennifer Love Hewitt. I don't know why. I'm just feeling... <laughs> oh wow the look on your face i wish i wish are you sure you're talking about jennifer love hewitt <laughs> the jlh yeah she was cute back then the star of the movie heartbreak yes starring sigourney weaver yes and ray liotta oh I forgot about ray yeah fuck he wasn't but hey, I would love to hear you keep going about this. It. It's just Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, she. I didn't know she was still with us. Is she? Is I don't she know if she is. is. I know Brittany Murphy's gone. That was a loss. Wow. Yeah. This is you, there was literally no reason for him to invoke the death of Brittany Murphy, <laughs> but he did. It. Yeah, she's she's cute though. All right, you're up. That was it. All right, so Stacey Abrams. Um. Who, for, who came to prominence because she was basically had the um, the gubernatorial election in Georgia stolen from her by a racist, way more professional by a racist Disney cartoon her. named Brian Kemp, and um, has then taken it upon herself to be very active in the state of Georgia to fix voter suppression. Um, has the media has tried to get her to run for president. Uh, celebrity politicians have tried to get her run for president, and I don't say that as like a, a diss to like prominent like politicians. It's just like the woman wants to like work in her home state, and I respect the fuck out of that. Someone who is not trying to like um, uh, use their prominence as a way to like fame themselves to a better position, but truly like is using their fame to bring to bring attention to what they are already working on. So I respect that. That's beautiful. And those things matter so much. But what I'm really talking about this week is that it has been recently discovered that Stacey Abrams is a Buffy stan. <laughs> <laughs> now, I am only See, two we seasons... We always back to 90s. I am only two seasons into Buffy, okay? But I am already a stan. And the fact that Stacey Abrams, I know, is like a nerd... You can tell. You can tell the way that she presents herself and the way she speaks. The girl's a nerd. Okay. And I, I just, I love the fact. I, I want to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer with okay. Stacey Abrams. So, real question. Yes. Buffy or Charmed? Um, Charmed, just because I've seen the whole thing and it has like a way more like if I had watched Buffy at that age, it probably would be Buffy. But like sure. Charmed, sure. was like. Oh my god, you know Stacey Abrams has watched Charm though too. You know Stacey That's Abrams likes Charm. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, Stacey, um, DM me. Let's watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer together and Aww. fix voter suppression. <laughs> that, honestly, that's a great day. What would you make? What's what's what are you making for dinner? Um, I don't. I've been making a really good turkey sandwich with avocado recently. <laughs> Simple. She, yeah, I bet she would love it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. I just love Stacy. She just sounds so like level-headed and like genuine and smart in a way that like other politicians aren't. You know what I mean? 
She doesn't sound like rehearsed or fake or I don't know. I don't know how I don't know how she does it. Yeah, and, that, and it's like the exactly it's like the AOC kind of thing. It's like as big as AOC is getting, she still sounds like genuine and she's fighting for the cause that she cares about. And I think that's what I value about like a politician is someone who I feel like genuinely cares about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not one singular Democrat running for president that I do not feel that that I feel that way about. Elizabeth Warren's the closest one, but even she's, but even she's, she's becoming like a meme of herself yeah, at this point. You know, yeah, it's, it's really important. And Stacey Abrams would never, <laughs> ever do that she would never do that to us fuck wow. brian kemp whoa brian kemp is a pussy ass bitch i'll say it Whew. he is he stole that election from stacy abrams and we could have been having screenings of buffy the vampire slayer in georgia <laughs> but instead they are just being evil as ever in georgia you know what? banning abortion killing people christ I brian think- kemp choke <laughs> i think if anything we can combine two of your ideas together Local film festivals and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think if you just had a local Buffy the Vampire Slayer marathon in Georgia, right, in memory, right, you yeah. know Stacy would show up. Yeah, she would show up. All right, we're making this happen. Yeah, I need local organizers from Georgia to reach out to me. Probably not though. That's <laughs> a lot of work. Yeah, you're right. Also, I'm not there. <laughs> well, anyway, thanks for listening this week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.